I'm going to uh, jump in there, though. That This is all a systematic thing that we got placed into. We did. They didn't give a fuck about us. From we but, learned right? all of this from them. Yes. But we have the ability to change it because we want to know why. Okay, black people votes don't matter. I feel like it don't matter when it comes to the presidential vote. But when it comes to voting for senators, when it comes to voting for governors, when it comes to voting for mayors, every last bit of vote does matter because you're pitting the people to pit the right position to pit the other right people in a in a proper position. That's why they always tell you to go vote when the senator comes out. When the president of Canada don't uh, come out, better. disrespectful way but um welcome to a new segment of around the room from everybody give a, a nice well round of applause to everybody who's in here um for the first and foremost part i got my very important co-host with me to my left Go yeah ahead. what's good it's your boy taquan allen you already know you can follow me um on instagram and facebook facebook at taquan allen Yo, and, him and, <laughs> and then uh uh my instagram at taquan three two one action Listen, if y'all don't want to follow him, y'all don't have to. But <laughs> and we have another uh, co-hostess. Is that if that's the correct term? Uh, go ahead and you know explain yourself. What's up? I'm the artist formerly known and still known as T. That's about it. We also have another voice in the building. Um, just want to throw him in there since he's around the room. My main guy Trent. You feel me? Uh, great editor. Part of the network team. You feel me? Yo, How's, yo, yo. How's everybody doing today? All right, it's quarantine day 182, probably longer than that. You know, it's been <laughs> almost three and a half months since I got a haircut now. I'm looking like I'm Wolfman. <laughs> but, you know, the weather's getting nicer. We're touching the 80s now. and, it, and I, Quarantine is, I feel like it's over now. You feel me? Mm. What's y'all thoughts on that? Do y'all uh, think from, from here on out, we're like the whole quarantine thing is over with? Technically, we still on lockdown, but yeah. we've been doing what we wanted to do for the last two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Safely, safely trying to do it, but right. I feel like quarantine is over. It's I don't know about the virus. Um, yeah, that's, that's his own lane. Yeah, that's a whole different <laughs> but thing, so. quarantine just about done. They open the beaches. The stores is kind of doing what they want to do. Restaurants is open. Like, what are we quarantining anymore? Now, do you believe that? everything is going back to normal or people are still in that that social distancing uh, mentality i kind of think we hitting a new normal now i mean that's kind of subjective but i don't really feel like anything is going to go back to normal because i know personally i look at everybody like why are you why are you closer to me than six feet Mm -hmm. like everybody still feels like they kind of in their own journey little barrier so Mm -hmm. i don't know about normal but yeah i don't think quarantine is still rolling I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's easing its way back to the to the normalcy, mm-hmm. if that's a word or not. You feel me? I am known for making up words on my own. <laughs> but um, yesterday I was outside. You know, I took a nice little ride around. Feel me? Went to the park and whatnot, and I seen a lot of people with no mask. True. There was a lot of people. With no, matter of fact, it's probably been these past few days where I have matter of, the past few weekends because you know it's been it's been nice for the past few weeks, mm-hmm. and I see less and less people coming outside with a mask on. Yeah, I see people actually doing normal things like yeah. going to clubs uh, that are privately opening and nail salons and, and <laughs> going to you know nail salons and stuff like that. So I feel like people um, have definitely got to a point where they're tired of it. And you know, Americans, we just cancel things when we want. Doesn't matter if we're <laughs> safe or not. But they say um, we open everything. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've been seeing people going out, uh, being fearless and just doing them. So. I guess the quarantine is over uh, until they uh, start enforcing things again. Yeah. You know what was shining the light when I seen this is ending? When the sun broke out was was when all the beauty stores opened back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when all the beauty stores opened back up, you feel me? 
It was like that end of the scene in The Wiz when people like, can't you feel the brand new day? Can't you feel the brand new day? Yo, keeping it being with you, I honestly forgot like that what black people smell like because of beauty stores. A lot of you not. When the beauty stores opened up, I was at work because I, I, I'm, yes, I'm an essential worker. People, I work at Amazon overnight. Um, and you can smell all the different Cantu butters, mm-hmm, the, the shea butters, the pink oil. lotion. Oh my God, yo. Black women smell so beautiful. We know. It, 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 really, brought, it really brought a smile to me because I'm like, yo, like, I really forgot, like, this is, this is our aura. You feel me? Like, Shit, um, beauty stores should be essential. They Barbershop should, should be. be essential. They for me, be. they already wear gloves yeah. and masks. You feel me? I don't even know why they even like shut and, this shit down. And like Just appointment only. Like Walmart, like, and I heard a lot of uh, our our ladies' complaints about like Walmart, all these other places that they got open, and places online doesn't help them out in that area of taking care of their hair. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, women have been like very like kind of like very stressed out like they're not taking care of their hair their yeah. hair is growing ways that they don't like and you know they're uncomfortable and when you're uncomfortable it's hard for you to sit still and be like yo right. i'm cool and okay. p- at peace how can you be at peace if you don't feel good no, so, i don't right. understand i look a mess like i won't think quarantine is really really over until my nail tech start taking appointments again that's when i know it's over i need my nails done this is ridiculous. And Erica Badu came out and she made me feel very warm inside when she when she posted this. She was saying, "I'm loving all my beautiful uh, quarantine beards and, mm-hmm. and, and unjammed edges and shit." And I'm like, "Damn, you feel me? Like this is the natural way." You feel me? Back then, they didn't mm-hmm. have none of the edge control and, and, and barbershops and shit like that where people can get lineups. You feel me? This was our natural our natural look. Yeah. So I felt like I was more at one with myself because I didn't get a haircut. And I'm proud of that. You feel me? Because I, 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 at first I was going crazy. It was more of the sports that had me like twisted in the haircut. I like, <laughs> yeah. you feel me? Y'all was going. I didn't, did, I didn't did the no haircut for a while. You feel me? Back in college and shit, when I was a broke college student. But <laughs> with no sports being involved, yeah, that hit different. I'm used to it now. But um, let's deep dive a little bit. All right, we playing in the shallow waters and whatnot. But um, as you people can see, and I don't mean to say you people, but as the people. <laughs> Of America can see what's going on around the world uh, with the un- unlawfully justice uh, and and the shame death of George Floyd. What do y'all think is the next step into changing what's going on? Mm. Changing mm. the police brutality, changing the, just the systemic racism. Racism. I personally feel like that's a deep question hard to say like right off the top of the head because it's so many things that we need to do mm-hmm. like in order to change that up um i was having a conversation with a friend earlier and um she she was saying a poem to me and at the end of the poem she said the police y'all lost their trust so mm-hmm. that's one step let's build back that trust one thing that i do like with some of the more peaceful protests or at least when they start off peace, peaceful um the police are like front line a lot of them kneeling hugging civilians and things like that that's a good start of course that doesn't just change um our perspectives on what we've been through and what we're going through and and things like that but i think that's a, a good start just some love you feel me like from the people that are supposed to protect us and make sure that we're good so, because um, they completely lost our trust. We don't trust police officers. I, to be honest, like, ever since uh, George, George um, Floyd's um, incident, I've been a lot more, like, not comfortable. Like, really not comfortable. Like, I just, I really, like, I just can't really be out and be okay with cops being behind me at this point. Uh, cops just in my vicinity. Because I never know what type of cop I'm around. Mm-hmm. So, I don't trust cops. So, I think trust, uh, building that trust back up is uh we'll 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 go a long way uh it's it's hard for me to say i don't trust cops because when it comes to uh uh, police brutality and people retaliating back to the police i i have a great area in my life because of the fact that who my mom is my mom was a camden city police officer for 17 years and she's uh currently now a camden county sheriff officer so when it comes to stuff like that and people be like, fuck the 12, fuck police and shit like that, I can't sit there inside with you because, um, yeah, feel me? Police are doing some wrong shit, feel me? There are bad cops, just like there's bad apples in the tree. 
You feel me? But one bad apple does spoil the bunch. But I'm not going to sit here and, and co-side for one side or another because, no, that's put me in a conflict of interest. Because I know for a fact, I lived in Camden for the past 24 years of my life, okay? Well, it wasn't the past 24 years because I moved out for a little bit. But And I have never in my life seen any wrongfully plead brutality that has happened from a Camden City cop or from a person inflicting uh, pain onto a Kansas City cop. I've never seen that. From state police, yes. I've seen the most craziest shit. From FBI agents, yes, I've seen the most craziest shit. When it comes to police, I, for myself, can't say, like, yeah, feel me, these people are fucking wrong. But, yeah, what I see on camera, yeah, that shit is absolutely wrong. And what I, one thing I, I find it hard to agree with, um, rioting, you feel me? I truly don't understand what's the purposing of rioting. I, I fully wholehearted agree to protesting your rights. But when it comes to rioting, what are we doing? You feel me? What are we doing? Because what all people do is like when, um, what's the boy name? Michael Brown, Malcolm Brown. When he got killed, they fucked up Ferguson. They fucked up the same area that they lived in. You feel me? What is that going to do for y'all? Because when the ashes burn down, that economy that you surrounded yourself in is all fucked up and destroyed. And that's going to come out of your taxpaying dollars to build what you fucked up. You feel me? If you're going to riot, I feel as though you should go out to like a Cherry Hill. You should go out to Washington Township and fuck their neighborhoods up. I'm not saying Yo, go ahead and do that right now because I'm not an advocate of violence. But I'm just saying if that's if that's what y'all want to do, fuck other people's shit up. Don't fuck your shit up. You feel me? Because you're just fucking yourself up on the long haul. You feel me? People are dying out there. I, was, I remember one, at one point... I was watching a documentary of the, um, of the 92 LA riots, and, and this, this, this scene of the documentary actually made me shed a tear. When they saw the video of Rodney King getting beat up, and the cops did, and the cops got acquitted for that case, and the whole people went crazy, there was a white guy who was a truck driver, right? He was driving through the intersection, feel me, just, you know, doing his job, feel me? He could have been racist, he couldn't, I don't know. But going back to what I'm saying is, he was minding his own business driving, they stopped the truck, Took him out the truck and beat him to death. And he died where he laid at. You want to know why? Because there was no ambulance that came to save him. Because no ambulance was coming in the middle of a fucking riot to come help somebody. Mm. You feel me? You're killing people. That man was a father. That man was a son. That man was a cousin. He was an uncle. You feel me? He probably loved black people. He probably had a black stepdad for all we know. But because y'all were so mad, y'all were so frustrated at shit, y'all just fucked everything up in path. You feel me? I, I feel like, I feel where you're... I feel where you're coming from, but after like after like a moment like think of this like because I initially felt like anger towards this like I was one of the people that like mm -hmm. I saw like the rioting I'm like yes even now to this day I still kind of agree with a little bit of the rioting I feel like I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna start back to your first initial point of the cops and stuff like that so to I think an issue with the cops and how we deal with that and um, how we make it. So every area, instead of just like you've Camden, mm -hmm. is safe. Is um, you need to start at the top because that's how it works with anything. Uh, the people all below are only corrupt or or certain ways because yeah. they're following from from weed or the weed allows them to do whatever. If you if the weed is a certain way or a certain energy, the crowd the crowd under him is going to have to follow or that would be their ass. That's why I feel like I feel like a lot of good cops. Are, are around, but they allow like you know like the cops who sat there while a George Floyd was getting it, like his his neck kneed on. A lot of those other cops, like there was an Asian guy or whatever there, he they they're mm -hmm. probably good people. It's just he probably is under a situation like yo, I, I do something right here or I say something that's my ass, that's my family. I don't know how my feet them like you never like you don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. So that's why I feel like the cop like that's the that's a big issue with the cops. Right now on your on to um. The rioting issue. See, it's like I saw the George Floyd thing, and I'm I'm just initially mad. Like I'm the type of person like I, I I'm 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 very passionate about whatever I feel. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just like I'm I'm I would probably be out there writing, but then I I really sat there and thought about it after I was mad for a little bit, and I like I know who I am, and I know like who people like BBS like my mother is like holy she always me. Mm -hmm. My mother would kill me if I ever thought about running out there and feeling and riding in those streets with those people putting myself in those in yeah. those dumb posi positions. I fully agree and support the people doing it, but I know myself like I that would be a really bad look of for myself to put to put myself in that position. Mm -hmm. But the reason I understand why they're doing this is because 
They're tired, yeah. And it's because, tired. like, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you could say, like, oh, it's destroying this or that isn't really solving nothing. But as you can clearly see, we don't, we don't been, just, just letting it have is not doing nothing either. And we can't, we can't just allow that little mentality of, like, oh, like, every time we do something, it's like, oh, whatever, they're, they're, they're just going to allow it. Like, no, we can't allow that. It, for this man, this man got his life taken for no reason. Yes, a city needs to be burned down to the ground to, for people to understand. It's not. It's not about the looting. It's not about oh, like oh, what is helping you destroying your old town. It's about the principle and setting an example. And I feel like Metrop, uh, not Minneapolis going down mm-hmm. is a, is a big example that needed to be set. Minneapolis, Minneapolis. I got you. I, 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 that word is so confusing. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I know. I've been correcting so many people on that. And just to add on what Trent was saying, like, I, I'm with you, you know, bro, I, I don't be about that violent stuff or riding or, um, and setting things on fire. But, like, I feel what every black person is doing and, and even white people are joining um, and on, on, on doing things or whatever the case may be. But they don't hear us. They don't hear us when we just be calm about things. They don't hear us when we peacefully do things. And... um being out there, I think it's it's, it's such a oh, it's my fault. It's such a big difference from us being here and seeing the rioting mm-hmm. and being there because it's a lot of stories saying that those cops that are supposed to be policing the rioting, they're interrogating people at the beginning of the of the of the of the march that they were doing in Minneapolis. Um, they started tear gassing groups without be, before they even got violence. Yeah. So that that just shows you that we people trying to be peaceful about things and just voice their opinion, but the police are going to do whatever regardless. So like, to be honest, this is just America's karma for doing what they keep doing and keep allowing. Uh, they they keep allowing these things to happen, and the justice system is so fucked up, and 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 it's so unfair for us that. Before we see justice, we got to wait years and years and years for something to happen. That's not fair. This man just died. People keep dying. And we don't see no type of justice. That's unfair. So until we get fair, I don't care about like what people's opinions are on the right end. If you not don't agree with it, okay, fix the system and then this shit won't happen. Fix the system, and then we will react the way that everybody else wants us to react. But until then, we have not gotten a split affair. Mm-hmm. So forget their little businesses that they're destroying, you feel me? Because they're destroying targets and stuff like that. They're not going to like a black neighborhood and destroying their shit. They're destroying the businesses that don't benefit us, you feel me? You don't care about us. They're destroying their business, you feel me? And, and the, the whole Target situation started because they wouldn't let them come in there and help. You feel they, they The Target, the people wouldn't help. They got tear gas, water, no water. They were just trying to get water and stuff. So they said, okay, this is how everybody want to treat us? Period. We coming in here and we going to do what we got to do. Like I said, I don't agree with the, the, the violence of it. I don't agree with it. But those people felt like it was right and that's what they're feeling. I'm not neglecting that from them. Yeah, I feel Thanks. you. Um, but... Oh. Okay, so to like to answer your initial question and bear with me because this is a heavy ass so topic. Like, so heavy. I'm literally shaking because I can't. It's hard for me to even speak on the topic at all without getting emotional. But um, as far as what's the next step, I don't know, and I I feel like many of us don't know exactly what's the next step. But I know I'm gonna keep trying to figure it out. I'm gonna keep you know, being as involved as possible because we have to get to a solution. But um, at the end of the day, we can try to fix police brutality. We can try and get all the corrupt cops out of the system, but it's all systematic racism. Like, the cops are an issue, but as you said, like, we, like, a lot of us will scream fuck 12 and we hate police and all of that because we're angry, but not all the cops are the problem. A lot of them are, but not all the cops are the problem. Like I said, we can get as many corrupt cops out of the system as we want, but America still don't give a fuck about us at the end of the day. So when it comes down to the rioters, like, I don't I don't agree with the looting, but I don't care because we're angry, we're hurt. So 
I'm not going to be one of them out there destroying shit because that's just not in me. I'm just not a violent person, but I see where all of them are coming from. They're angry, and don't nobody want to listen to us when we protest, when we make petitions. Nobody hears that, but they hear when we go to their areas and we're destroying the malls and they're taking from Gucci, which people want to go on live crying about Gucci when Gucci ain't give not one, one ounce of a fuck about us either. So... It's a lot. I don't know what the next step is. I really don't. I really don't. But shit, they listening when we tearing shit down. That's for a fact. They definitely listening to that. Let me tell you something. Um, and I want everybody to very to listen to what this quote is being said. Power begets peace. Power begets peace. When you have power, you don't give a fuck about no peace protest. You don't give a fuck about no peace walk. You don't give a fuck about peace out. You feel me? Or no peace tea because you already have the power. We as the people, and this is why America doesn't give a fuck about, about the black people because black people don't give a fuck about themselves. You, know I mean? you got people making video, I mean, you got people making fucking music videos of how they gonna kill the next nigga down the block. You feel me? Mm. And just like, and listen to this, just like how you won't love a man who don't love himself, America's not gonna respect somebody who don't respect them themselves. Uh. I'm gonna jump in there though. That this is all a systematic thing that we got placed into. We did. They didn't give a fuck about us. From we them. learned all of this from them. Yes. But we have the ability to change it because we want to know why. Okay, black people votes don't matter. I feel like it don't matter when it comes to the presidential vote. But when it comes to voting for senators, when it comes to voting for governors, when it comes to voting for mayors, every last bit of vote does matter because you're pitting the people to pit the right position, to pit the other right people in a, in a proper position. That's why they always tell you to go vote when the senator comes out. When the presidential candidate don't uh, come out, okay, obviously we're, okay, we got Joe Biden and Donald Trump, who clearly don't give a fuck about neither of us, okay? Obviously, this election is not for us. But when that next election come out in, what, 2022, everybody has to step up and go vote. Go vote. Why do you think Atlanta is so working so well? Because they have black mayors. They have black uh, police chiefs. They have black politicians. That's why that city is so successful when it comes to the black economy. But when you look in every other different franchise, there's always white politicians, feel me, white people, this, that, and third. Because we're not pitting our people in those positions. You feel me? If we do that, then maybe something might change. But us rioting, yes, I understand you're... I'm just as frustrated as everybody else. You feel me? I'm tired of seeing this. I, I didn't even see the George Floyd video. And I plan on not seeing it. I plan on not seeing the next killing video. Because I'm tired of seeing this shit. I'm mad at the fact that we have social media to see this shit. I'm glad that we have it because it exposes what's going on. But at the same time, we're just looking at this shit and be like, uh, it's just another one. Because I know for a fact there's people looking at it. Matter of fact, I'm looking at people's social medias today. Mm-hmm. And they're making jokes about it. Somebody made a joke talking about... Uh, look at the devastation at fucking uh, in Minneapolis, but it was pictures of fucking uh, a zombie map in Call of Duty. What map? What's the fucking map? The city map? <laughs> Newtown. Yeah, Newtown. It was fucking Newtown. And people are really laughing at this shit, bro. People are really laughing at this shit because in their back of their minds, they just saying this shit not gonna change anyway. So I might as well roll with the punches. Yeah. No, you can't fucking think like that. You feel me? You can't think like that because when a city burns down, what's next? Feel me? What are we gonna do after we take our frustration out? No, I think I I do agree, but I hate to I hate to play devil's advocate. I do agree, like with what you and Take was talking about, like yeah, like like yeah, we are also part of the problem too. It's like because we do like allow ourselves to continue in these pathways that they that they put us in instead of correcting ourselves and allow us to be above that. Yeah, like we should, but. I feel like that that is a, another part of it own, but I feel like in situations like this though is where we we we, we had no control over we were just du- like uh, directly attacked. It's like no things need to be done in this situation, and like you said, like power because peace like they they don't care about peace because they're like oh we're up here like what 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 are it was but you know but do you know what they do care about though fear. And I, that's this chaos that we're creating is fear. Because honestly, you need to think about it. So, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it. Let this have been me. Let this is me be out here in Collins with Oakland or whatever, mm. and some cop would have put their knee on my neck like that. Of course, if I was dead or not, I promise you today, between my parents, there there would not just be no writing. This would be a bloodbath. There would literally be a bloodbath if that were if that if that was me out there. As someone's as someone's son. Nothing. The fact that whoever's family that this is, and they're just out there just writing and protesting this to me is crazy. Because this, no, they're 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 someone needs to someone needs to pay for this with their life for that. Like this, that's not okay. Like, 
Like the fact, and honestly, that he's not in a death sentence for this is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Like that's as far as I'm going to take it. Like everyone's talking about, like all oh, these degrees of murder. I'm, I'm saying, I'm sitting wondering, like, yeah, we're be putting him in the electrocution chair. To be honest, like I, I, I'm usually like not even that that type of person, but I don't, I don't, I don't handle. Like yeah. that type of level of disrespect like that. that. I feel like that's way too far. I mean, if you're a threat to society, yeah, then yeah, you do need to be eliminated. But I'm not sure if Minnesota does the death penalty. So, I mean, even if he does get the fullest amount, he probably will only just get, you know, that's, a lifetime I guess that is true, depending on where laws are, yeah. yeah. Um, to I'm not 100% sure on that, feel me. So, don't, don't people who's listening, don't take my answer as an uh, honest-to-God answer. So, go back to what Trent said, though. Um, You said, you mentioned fear as if, like, like the rioting and whatnot is basically uh, scaring the people in in power, but I kind of feel like they're not even afraid at this point. I feel like they kind of predicted what we're doing, so I don't want to say we got like well, we definitely got to do more, but I don't want to give the idea that we got to do more in like the rioting area. But they're not scared right now. I can no, tell but it's just an example. It's something for them it, to worry about. I understand this that. Let me finish. Let me finish. They're not scared. I guarantee you they were expecting this shit to happen. First of all, it's not the first time we write it. This is not the first time this has happened. Um, and when we react like this, you don't think people that are, like, higher in power us aren't predicting us to do this shit? We're not scaring them. So we definitely got to do more. That's why I'm not against the peace protest either. But it still takes more. They're not afraid of us at all. They knew exactly what we were about to do, not to mention most of the rioting that's going on in the black businesses that are burning down is happening from them. There are undercover police officers going into our neighborhoods and setting shit on fire. It's not, I I don't want to say it's not us because you don't necessarily know who's doing what, but I've seen too many videos right now where there are white people busting down these stores. It's not us all the time. So that's why I'm not against the riots because you don't know who's doing what. And a lot of times it's them. There was a police car in Philly, an unmarked police car that was placed right in the middle of a fucking riot. Nobody was in it and that shit was on fire. Why was it there? Because they knew shit like that was going to happen. We're not scaring them. We're doing exactly what they knew we were going to do, but they don't know how far we're really going to take it. So I don't think we need to stop anytime soon. Um, we definitely need to continue to protect our own, protect our own businesses. Don't bring this shit to our own hood, but they not scared. They're not scared right now. They know exactly what's going on. They know what they're doing too. And so. I'm so appreciative of Camden, uh, actually perfecting, not perfecting, but executing a, a proper, uh, peace walk mm-hmm. because even the Camden cops even came out, you know, and supported the walk and whatnot. And the thing, one thing I could say about Metro police in my eyes, they have never been a threat. I have never seen them do any wrongfully things to anybody that I that I know of in this city. Even when Camden City Police Department was a police department. You feel me? I see them out there playing basketball in the courts. I see them giving now ice cream. Now they're doing that. They wasn't doing that at first. At first, uh, when they first came in, it was terrible. They they wasn't communicating with nobody properly and things like that. But that's that's what I will say. They have grown a lot. They've grown they, a lot they, because grown a they lot. just threw people in the fire. You feel me? A lot of those Camden cops, when they first started, was just people mm-hmm. who just got out of college. They're not from Camden. They have no yeah. knowledge about how to be a police. They just say, here you go. Become a police officer. And, the, and these are the problems, though. Like, these are the problems with police. Like, you just throw in random people into random cities that they're not familiar with any of the people. And then they come in and then they try to do a job that they're not quali- 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 uh, qualified qualify for. Like, you're just coming in here and, and you're just policing us. But... Being a police officer, for what I'm saying, is a lot deeper, like from the good police officers, it's a lot deeper than just coming in and just creating order. It's it's, it's, it's about also being one with the community that you're in. You feel mm-hmm. me? Example, like your mom, bro. Like, that's one cop that I definitely, like, I love. And when I see her, I know I'm safe. I want to feel like that with the other cops, too. Yeah. You feel me? I want to see those other cops and be like, yo. That cop got my back. If I'm going through a situation, I know he's going to handle it right. Mm-hmm. Or if it's somebody else going through a situation, I know this cop is going to do it right. You feel me? That's the problem with police officers, like, everywhere. Like, we don't know any of these people. And they keep placing all these random people here. And they have to do a better job at that. Right. They have to do a better job at, like, like just the organization of their of, of these offices. And we have to, to come 
come up at like you were saying earlier about the people that we vote on and things like that. We vote on, uh, we do vote on who's like the chief and stuff like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So our chief of police is dope in Camden. Um, I believe, right? Like he he's I a really know. good guy. Well, the chief, I think the chief of police is the same chief of police that was in the Camden City. Right, Police right. So he, you know, I, I believe he's a really good, solid guy and everything. And and you're right, bro. I never experienced like some of the things that be going on yeah. there with our police, but it's still certain things that every police like it kind of it's like a leading point up to like them doing something it's like we we had the problems we don't really do anything about like the little things that's going on that they're doing mm-hmm. or we don't get to know our police officers when we have the chance and stuff like or that when they try to get to know us we don't want to retaliate exactly with the same like energy. when they have events and stuff like that we don't show up yeah. and stuff like that like a lot of things it's so many things that like go wrong with the office we we have to really get these things together before they turn into issues like and and, and everywhere else you get what i'm saying but that's kind of like our narrative with them yeah and and like um another thing that i did see that there's there is a tale of two cities going on because that ass just a month ago there was a whole bunch of white protesters in michigan with a fucking ar rifles going up to the capitol Talking about we want to open up the barbershops and fucking nail salons because Let's we're tired. We're tired of being quarantined. We're tired <laughs> of being stuck inside. When people trying to keep you all safe. And hold on, hold on. Let me finish my thought. Let me finish mm-hmm. my thought. So, mind you, Trump even took it upon himself to even go fucking. Tw- why? I don't even know. I understand why a president <laughs> even has a Twitter, but he went upon himself to go tweet out, "Yeah, Michigan, what you're doing is wrong. Let these people go back to being regular uh, c- civilians and shit like that. These guys want to get haircuts and nails done. I feel as though you should let them do it." But when we go out and protest for what we feel is right, you feel me, which is very injustice, oh, these guys are being fucking thugs. Uh, if they start looting, we start shooting. And a lot of people don't understand that quote because that was the same quote that the police chief had said during the civil rights movement. When they start looting, we start shooting. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. And, and that's the shit that frustrates me mm-hmm. is that, like, like, I'm glad you brought that up, like, that these people decided to go there with guns in their protests. Mm-hmm. Like, they're out there with guns and stuff. We have no fucking guns. We come there, we, we come peaceful, and they, and they still iPhone. push us, tear gas us, and do all of this stuff because someone died. But we're, but those people were just fighting for simple rights. We're somebody talking about died. somebody just died. Somebody just wanted a haircut. That's what Somebody just wanted a haircut in their situation. And they bring fucking rifles. Somebody died in this situation. So you're, you're mad at us rioting? I mean, one of our own got shot for having a registered gun during a traffic stop. So I'm not surprised at all. Somebody else got, and listen to this. I don't know if y'all heard, I forgot the, the uh, lady name, but God rest her soul. Um, she was an EMT worker. I believe it was in Texas. This happened last month. And a police, the police had did um, a search warrant on the wrong house. So when they broke into the house, they shot her. And her husband, God, I mean, God forbid, had a gun on himself. So he started retaliating back. You feel me? If you come in my career, I'm busting your ass. Pause. But, um, yeah, so he shot back at the cops. And they arrested him. Luckily, luckily the charges got dropped. But they arrested him for basically attempted mm-hmm. murder on a cop. And I don't know if I have the same case. And this is actually fucked up that you don't even, it's hard to tell who's who anymore. But um, if I'm correct, they already had the suspect in custody. And if that's not the same case, it's another one that just happened recently. You talking but about George? No, um, the woman you're talking about. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, you talking about the woman that they did the search Yes, that for. they broke okay. into okay. her okay. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's not her, it was another woman that was shot. But they had the suspect in custody already. Yeah. So if it, even if it wasn't that case, that's sad that you can't even... It's hard to determine like which case was which. It's so many names going around, but... Yeah, they, they shot a woman when they already had the suspect in custody. And they were in her home. So, this shit is crazy. And then, like, even when justice is served, feel me, we turn the other fucking cheek. Because y'all remember the Amber Geiger case, right? The mm. Dallas cop that killed the guy, uh, Antoine bought by him. I'm sorry if I'm chopping his name up. That got killed in Texas last year. Remember she came into his crib and shot him? Yes, yes. And then she got charged for 10 years. You got the judge and hugging her and shit like and that. Shit. And then yeah. the brother come talking about, you feel me, all right. Um, oh yeah, like I don't think you deserve to get this time and shit. Like he started resenting her for what she did to her, to his brother. And George Floyd's wife <laughs> had the audacity to say that we should forgive the cops. No. So it's some crazy shit. It's no. some crazy shit. See, that, that's what happens when you. I feel like just people in general, like with all of this stuff, like when it's 
shit hits the fan, they don't really know what to do. Like their mind, people's mindsets get rather Like I felt like she did that out of like she probably was just at home seeing everything that's going on over like their situation and trying yeah. to dim it down. And I don't think that was a good idea. Yeah, but especially with her being a white Jesus. woman, yeah. a white woman being the wife to a black man that just got. Wait, she was white. Yeah, his wife was white. His wife was white. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you shouldn't have even spoke out right now, sis. If that's what you had to say, mm. you just shouldn't have People said just be so ill-advised when they make decisions yeah. to speak out and, and it do is things. hard to say yeah. something towards her because, I mean, that was her husband who just got murdered. So that's a touchy subject. But still, like, the country right now is doing this shit mainly because of your husband. You shouldn't have said nothing. Like, if that's what you had to say. As we as we talk about some of this stuff, this just just it just feels weird. Like everything just feels like a setup. Like and it, it, we ain't asked to be here. Yeah, <laughs> because I feel as though they're not scared of us. They never was scared of us because <laughs> they fucking <laughs> captured us. But now they really like something like yo, like we're not really. That's because th- that's because they look at us like we're dumb, and and in a lot of ways we have been. Uh, we, we, you know, the biggest thing is like, we can't really come together and make decisions collectively. Like when it comes to this, Mm -hmm. like, especially with like big groups and organizations, like every, like we got to get over so much in order to like, really, to really grow. But like, we're, we're not, we're not even like a true unit, you know? So if they're all together and their unity and they're attacking us like this, We'll never win a battle in in this if we don't come together and really start thinking smart, like as black people, and really start eliminating certain things that like like that that's no good. But we just be like turning turning the the cheek to it. Like it's so many things that we should be making noise about, but we don't make noise about. Like like you were saying earlier, like the things that we have problems with in our own community. Like we have to get these things together yeah, because that they. Does play, uh, like, feel me, under the radar, that does play a large role of what's going on. Exactly. Not, just like how the yeah. comparison I made, feel me, you're yeah. not going to love a man who don't love himself, so you're not going to love a race that don't even love you, that, that don't even love their own race, feel me? Exactly. And really, not about them loving us, it's just the respect part. Yeah. The respect part, that, that, that fear part, like, plays, plays a big part in all of this and everything like that, so it's just like... If we don't get together ourselves, like, this is going to be a constant thing. Like, it's not comparison. Uh, black-on-black crime is definitely not comparison to, like, police brutality. But I don't think black-on-black crime is it, real. It, it, for me, like, well, well, it's definitely real. No, that's not what I'm it's, saying. Yeah, what I'm saying is that every race has its crime. So I don't yeah. really necessarily like that term because it's like, well, why? Our crime, the, our crime is built in a systematic way that is completely different from theirs like what we're going through as minorities like they're not going through like they're killing like not like they're killing each other for a lot of similar reasons but like for ours is like this was systematically put on us like like driven white people aren't getting shot every day because they're on the wrong block you feel me white people aren't getting white people aren't getting robbed because of the fact that you feel me they have Good credit, you feel me? That's just, that's not that's that's where the black on black. Crime that shit comes just gets play. so deep. Yeah. Like it just gets so deep on why our issues are happening. Like our issues are happening. Yes, it's our choice. We're we're making these choices and we're doing things. But this shit was taught to us. The shit was implanted through us through struggle. Like it's a real reason why we're doing it. We're not doing it because we want to. It's kind of like just been our fucking story. And that's it's why been, I you know, agree that we have to fix our own issues in our community. But I don't agree that we have to do that because in order, of this. Yeah, it's, this like, is not compared. Like it's yeah, completely compare two this. separate things. We yeah. need to fix our community because we need to fix our community. That's period. I really got. We mad. need to love yeah. ourselves. Period. But I feel like it don't matter how much respect we show within ourselves, that that's not going to change nothing within them. Because people get killed wearing suits and and appearing to be in corporate America, they still get killed. They don't see us as people. So, yeah, I 100% agree. We got to fix all the corny shit that we do in our own community. But that's not going to change how they look at us. They're not going to love us because we love ourselves. Because they hated us from the minute they knew we existed. It like I I feel like it might change in some people's eyes, but that's not going to fix the issue. Yeah, they're killing people before they even know who we are, before they even know what our names are, before they know what we do. They just kill us because we're black. It don't matter what we do; they're going to want to kill us. Yeah, shoot first, ask questions. Yeah, that's why I always say I don't know what the next step is because 
my ideas aren't very logical ideas, but I don't know because. Well, we my can... next step is to everybody to to really breathe, mm-hmm. sit down, breathe, and think about what the next step can be. That that can be the next step. Because it's an anxious situation. That's sit down and think about what's the step going to be after that. You feel me? Because us, you can't stay angry forever. You can't. You can't stay. That's mad not going to fix shit. But I, actually, you feel me? You being angry blocks your own blessings in a way. What I was going to say is. Um, I I kind of agree with a, I kind of agree with T what she was saying is that we need to do more, but I and I fully agree. But we need to do, but we need to take something and take it all the way. I feel like that is a problem. I feel like we start a lot of things, like as like a community, as a community, we start a lot of things, but we mm. don't actually like full throttle completed like yeah like we started the rioting we started the protesting we started the peaceful way but we never ever take something and just like try to execute it and i feel like something that uh mlk was able to do is that he actually took the peaceful route and he fully executed like he with like he made that his thing he was seeing that out no matter what like he made that a path i feel like we are kind of like iffy when we try to, when we try to, like, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll play that way, but then once something happens, then we shoot, we shoot right to the, to the opposite side, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, once we get a little bit of gratitude, then we start shifting back to the other side. It's like, no, it's like you got, you have, either way, either way could be a potentially a good way, and we'll change something no matter what, mm-hmm. but you have to pick one way if you want something to change. You can't no, be shifting back and forth if you want back things to change. Fact. And we can't let shit die down, like. We never forget, but we get distracted. Like, we easily get distracted. Like, not to say this is going to happen this time, and I pray it don't happen this time, but we let shit die down so fast. We get distracted. It's the summer. In, like, a month or so, God forbid, but people are going to act like this never happened, and we can't let that happen this time. And and, and I agree with you on the distraction part because let's, let's, let's time last back to 2016. Remember when, what was the guy named? Uh, Fernando? Fernando. I'm sorry for chopping your name up, bro. May God rest your soul. But uh, Fernando, Eric Gardner, and um, the guy, Antoine Bolton, down in Louisiana. They all got killed in that same weekend. Okay, yeah. America was outraged. That's when Black Lives Matter really came up and started, you feel me, marching out and shit. But just remember, a week or two later after that, and it might have been a few days after that, Pokemon Go dropped. Mmm. Pokemon Go drop and that was the biggest app. You know, I that was the biggest sensation app the in the fucking time. world. Yeah. In the world is the biggest fucking app. Everybody, oh, let me catch a Pikachu. Oh, I got a Mewtwo. <laughs> you feel me? A few weeks. I mean, and then for me, other shit started going on. People started clicking back to their regular selves again. And I remember this was I was in Arizona at the time. It was September 30th. It was like that last weekend of September. It was a mentally challenged black man in San Diego. He was killed by a police officer. Mm-hmm. That was actually starting to spark another outrage, but it didn't get the full it didn't get the full effect because why? What happened the next day on Hall- I mean in October, all the clowns started popping out. The fucking clowns. All them random ass fucking clowns started popping out. Not you to mention, me? you're not about to tell me that shit wasn't no distraction because where they go? They was here for like a month. And they was here the for the month of October. And Ironically, the month of October, okay. a bunch of clowns started popping. out. I feel like this has been a fad lately. I feel like it's. It's Maybe it's just it's just trends, and that it's just like yeah. since like this past decade, it's just grown to be more and more trends, and it's yeah. just like like really think about this year, just in that, like how much has happened in this year. What did we start off in the beginning? Oh, what Kobe. did we? Yeah, what, no, before Kobe, we started something else. World War Three. World War Three. The very first day of twenty fucking twenty. We started off with World War Three. World War Three. We had Kobe. We had Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. Corona. Um, and that's all in four the months. The fucking parallel universe. The, it's like, really it's it went from yeah, it went from World War Three, Killer Bees. to Kobe, <laughs> no. to Pop Smoke, to Coronavirus, to fucking yes, then the Killer Bees, then Aliens being finally finalized that these shits exist. No. And then we get a fucking parallel universe talking about yeah, there's another world that fucking exists backwards. It's, and shit. it's just some fans stay though, like this, like this, and become like influential moments, like this. Like, uh, like this killing was a was a was a was a moment. This quarantine was something like that will stick forever. A lot of those things were just like I I refused to let the the murder the murder hornets thing fly. Like that that got out that was funny for like a day or two. 
that was going right because I, I was I was not allowing that. We didn't that was care because it didn't happen where we was at. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah maybe somewhere else is probably more than because I don't live in Washington, so like yeah, I don't. That's because that's what I was telling. I was telling. I was like. That's not effective. But here's what I could say: the where how the quarantine enhanced the murder of uh, George Floyd, because of the fact that okay, what happens when the weather gets warm every year, in the in the black communities? What happens? Barbecues, everybody outside. Nah, nah. The death. No? Yes. The death oh, rate yeah. goes up. Fact. Death rate goes up. Car theft goes up. You feel me? Just a lot of random shit. You feel me? A lot of aggravation goes up. Because of the fact, and then let me tell you why that happens. Because people are so are being cooped up during the winter time. You gotta see each other. You feel me? It's a lot of testosterone going around. Feel me? People are just tired of just being Open stuck. Animosity. You feel me? You're being you're being contained. When that first spark of warm weather come out, people go out and act like they forgot what the fuck is like to be outside society. So mm-hmm. with this quarantine happening now, everybody is obligated to be inside. Whether you live in California, whether you live in Texas, or you live in fucking North Dakota mm-hmm. or Minnesota, feel me? you have to be in the house. That shit is already frustrating. A lot of people sit, what? I think we got 12 million people lost their jobs. Mm. That's adding more frustration to what the fuck is going on. And then you got people getting sick. You got people dying left and right. You feel me? That shit is overwhelming. You feel me? I, it's times I had to check myself. I had to check my mental health because I felt like I was going crazy at times. Yeah. You feel me? So, with this shit happening, it's like, fuck it, you feel me? I don't even care no more, feel me? I'm going outside, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want, you feel me? That's how people's looking at this shit. And that's why I feel like all these riots across America, I'm sorry, all these riots across America are being enhanced the way it is. Because, okay, yeah, there was no social media back in 92, and there was no social media back in 67. But when the riots popped out, the riots only happened in certain locations, you feel me? It happened in the South. Feel me? LA riots only happened in LA. Feel me? This shit didn't outburst across the country. Let there be a coronavirus back then. That shit would have happened around the world. You feel me? They would have figured it out. Yeah, they would have figured some shit out to go flip some shit open. Yeah. Um, I got a question for y'all because you started uh bringing up like social media and stuff like that. Um, do y'all agree with uh what uh Will Smith was saying about like uh racism? It isn't getting worse. It hasn't changed. It's just being filmed. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, I mean, like we seen this. We already seen this four yeah. years ago. We seen the exact, instead of a knee, it was a fucking chokehold. We seen yep. this, yeah. we seen the same words cut out, come out of a black man's mouth. I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. We seen that shit. You feel me? It's already been solved. That was the most ironic part of it all to me. The, the same phrase that people are quoting to protest right now was happening exactly four years ago. Like, and that's that why I understand that. And that's why I understand, like, because like it, it going to the film part, I understand why we're all tripping because now it's being filmed, and I feel like this year already has just been so crazy. And I every time I turn around, I I see another police officer stepping out of line. Like every time I turn around, I see it on online, mm-hmm. and it just it's a constant reminder that this is happening like all the time. Just imagine those people who can't get their cameras out in time. To, to film their incident or just don't have people around. Just imagine you being trapped somewhere and, and it's just random cops just come up on you and abuse their power. Mm. All the sh- shit that they can do to you. You feel me? And get away with it because it's always their word over ours. You feel me? And that's why I know people always like to pull that card like, well, if you know the police hate y'all, why do y'all go so aggressive? And to keep your cool, but it's like I understand where the anger comes when you're confronted with a police officer that's abusing their power. So what the fuck? I'm supposed to stay inside? Am, am I like, not supposed to live my life as a police officer everywhere? Home. Exactly. They bust in your home. Exactly. I could probably be a hermit, like, and just stay in all my life. And next thing I know, I'm getting a visit from the police. Let them you find know, out you, a never, black man you never we'll know. Find, you we'll never know. You never know. So, you know, like that, that, you know, that's why I'm really like, I don't want to hear comparisons. I don't want you to give me fucking advice. Like, you don't know what we go through on a daily, you know, just just being worried that something might happen. And out of my 24 years of living, I've only had one bad police incident. And I probably only came across the police maybe twice my whole life. You feel me? To, to this day, my mom was the only person to ever put me in handcuffs. Me. And she only did that just to teach me a lesson. I have never been in handcuffs a day in my life. I haven't ever. So you got in trouble. You got. I don't know. You got. You got to elaborate. What yeah, happened? Well, I'm like, <laughs> why she right put now. you in handcuffs? No, she was just showing me what it feels like to be in handcuffs. Oh, okay. Yeah, Damn, yeah. that's deep. That was. Then that was the I only think, time. I, I think. Ever... I think I needed that. 
before yeah. I got in trouble. Like as a kid, like I think I needed like a lesson like yeah. that. I mean, the thing is, I was never no like bad adolescent kid because like at the age of nine, I realized where I was living at and what type of lifestyle I had to uh, I had to fixate on myself. I see my neighbor get shot by his own cousin. Oh wow! At the age of nine. Oh wow! Me? That right there opened opened my eyes up to the world that I live in. You feel me? But um. Yeah, and then, feel me, I realized, like, I don't want to belong in that lifestyle, feel me? I don't see myself going to prison. I have no reason to be fucking selling drugs. Even if I wanted, and this is the great thing about where I lived at, even if I wanted to sell drugs, the drug dealers was not going to allow me to do that, you feel me? Just because of, they knew who I was. Word. But, Word. going back to the, the only police incident that I ever had was when I was in, I was in college. I was a freshman going to Iowa, right? And me and my boy E, I wish I could call him right now. I'll probably talk to him after this. We was coming back from Nebraska because he was trying to rent a car because we was going to California the next day. It was spring break. So, mind you, E at the time had his license revoked. He didn't have a license, but he still was driving his car. So, we was driving, coming back. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. We're coming back uh, from Nebraska. We're driving down this lonely-ass highway in Iowa. And I'm knocked the fuck out in the passenger seat. E wakes me up. He was like, yo, bro, yo, wake up. I'm like, what's good? He was like, yo, we got to switch seats. I'm like, right now? He was like, yeah, nigga, we got some seats. I'm like, bro, you in the middle of the fucking highway. What are you talking about? He was like, yo, on some real shit, bro. Like, all jokes aside, he said this to me, dead ass. He was like, yo, if I get pulled over and the cop finds out my license is suspended, I'm going to jail. You feel me? They're going to take the car. You're going to be stuck here with nobody, you feel me, to come get you. And when he said that shit, I was like, all right, fuck it. So we switched seats in the middle as we're driving and shit. The cop is still behind us. And I swerve a little bit because I didn't grab the wheel on time. I wound up getting control of the wheel and I pull over. And. All I know is I look out the window and the cop has a flashlight and a gun to my head talking about throw the keys out the window. This is the second time I ever had a gun pulled to my head. Mm. We'll talk about that another time, another one. But um, when I was looking into his eyes, I took the key out the ignition. I threw the shit out the window and uh, he asked me for the license and registration. I said, to be honest with you, officer, I really don't feel comfortable with you pointing a gun to my face. And um, he was talking some other shit and whatnot. He was still yelling at me. And it's funny because I, he looked like he was scared. And I, I'm so confused to why you so fucking scared and you got the gun in your hand. Feel me? He was like shaking and shit like that. And that didn't process in my head until like a week later after that. But during the moment, he asked me for my license and registration. So my boy E pulls out the registration and shit. And I asked him, I said, officer, I don't feel comfortable with you pointing a gun to my head. Is it okay if I can reach my wallet? I had I look it's fucked up that I even had to ask somebody I had, I had to ask a cop that question. Can I reach for my wallet? When he said yeah, he pulled the gun down and then he finally got to his, his senses and shit and I gave him a, I gave him the, uh, my license. My boy E gave him the registration and shit. It took him a little few minutes to give us a ticket. Uh I, and it was a $125 ticket. Yeah, I had to pay it, but fuck it. Um I was just glad that I rather got a ticket than a fucking death ticket. I mean, than a death note. So, or a toe tag, I should say. But that was the probably the only and ever time I ever had a bad experience with a cop. And yeah, that shit did. At that moment, I realized what's my skin color, where am I, at, and you feel me, just what's around me. After that point, I was very aware of my surroundings and just like what's going on in the world. Yeah. Cause that shit could have went so left. Feel me? I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. Feel me? I'd probably be in the cornfield. Y'all probably wouldn't even have found me. Cause like I said, I was in the middle of Iowa. We was on a highway. It's three o'clock in the morning, black as shit. You can't even see a hand in front of your face. He could have shot both of us and drove us off into the middle of cornfields to never be seen again. No facts. So yeah, that's probably like one of the most scariest moments of my life. And at the moment, it didn't even feel like it was scary. I just felt like I don't even know. Realistically, it it, it all can end. Just by one shaky ass cop, cause that that was the thing that stuck out with me. It's just how like, all right, I understand that first, cause y'all switch seats. You get yeah, what I'm saying? So like, if that, that if that swerve was dramatic enough for me, of course I gotta come make sure. But after I um see the situation, I see that y'all are not a threat. I'm gonna take that gun down from y'all. You feel mm. me? Do they not understand? Uh, I I think it's just they got these guns. They, 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 people in general have these weapons and they, they forget how scary that is. They forget how I have a weapon that can take this man's life or a woman's life in my hand. And they don't understand what we feel when that, that, that's happening. That's terrifying. I had that situation too with a gun in my face. It's scary. 
It's just scary, straight out. And, and now my life is in the hands of this shaky human being who's afraid of me, not willing to really obsess the situation right, just trying to protect himself. If you're afraid to be a p- police officer, you should have never signed up for it. You should have never signed up for it. Mm. They be seeing the money, or some of them just want the power for real, for real. Yeah. I agree fully with what you said. Um, and I think and I think there should be steps to do against it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing, the whole time I was visualizing uh, Kwan's situation, and I'm thinking about the cop in that situation. I believe in that situation, if he was in, he was in a moment where he thought it was a little too risky for him to step up to the to the vehicle, he should have called for backup or something, so someone could at least have his back. That way, he doesn't have to approach the vehicle with a weapon to Quan's head or something like that in a dangerous way. Because that way, he'll have someone else. Maybe someone else like they'll have a they'll still have their weapon, but it's not up to his head. Like maybe they're a little farther away, just you know, watching watching out and that way it saves um the officer from business because uh Derek Kwan whoever else is white is likely to do something if they know someone else is looking out and it's going to cause a whole nother ass of problem because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking it from the cop's perspective yeah that could also be scary because you're, you're 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 you are just pulling over some random cops you don't you don't know these two men rather to recover or not you don't you don't know what he's doing and Kwan and like and all I'm hearing is Kwan's person but now what I'm thinking this entire time is what is Quan's boy doing the entire time? Is Quan's boy doing something that could be shaky? Is he reaching somewhere? Does he have a bag like near him? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there could be different things. Like, yeah, Quan, to you, he you could have not been the problem at all. He could have been worried about like, yo, there's a passenger right there who could at any moment, yeah, bam. Like, so you know what I mean? So it, it is a like I feel like there should be a situation where cops should have like at least like a buddy system or something. That way they don't have to pull up and put you in a situation like that. And the person in that, the cop in the position is also well protected. So that way, everyone else, everyone in that situation is a well better off unless it was actually some situation where it, it did go completely so wrong. So what you're saying is like, if a cop pulls up, another cop has to come just to secure I'm them. saying, I'm saying if the cop felt like it was a really dangerous situation, he should radio some, I'm sure there's another cop that can be there yeah. within two to three minutes before you, you get off some crazy answer or something and pull away. I mean, but it is situation like that because with the George Floyd, there was four cops standing right there. And that's there was what I'm three saying. Cops standing right and there. that's what I'm saying. But then that goes back to what I was talking about where some systems are just crooked. Mm-hmm. See, and, and and those other those other cops who were backup, they pair may have either they may be unaligned with him, they might have just been crooked, or they might have been in situations where they they knew they, they could not stand out or it would have been really bad for their family. If yeah. they, so you never know. It's just it's just a bunch of us as a society just all have to do better and we have to take steps together. It's just like we can't, one part can't really improve, one part can improve the situation as best he possibly can by himself. But if just, every, anytime there's multiple factors in the situation, if, unless every factor is, is excellent, it's just going to be randomness to it. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. Let, let's let's switch the topic to another racist rhetoric topic that happened on the same day. I believe it was the exact same day, you know, Memorial Day. Um, out in Central Park, New York City, there was uh, a white lady, Amy Cooper, walking her dog. And for those who know about Central Park and know the policies in Central Park, knows that you're not allowed to walk a dog without a leash. I mean, without a leash. And, you know, there's a black guy, mind his business, feel me? On his, you feel me? Uh, release quarantine shit. Uh, minding his own business, and the dog walked up to him, let me unbotheredly, and I, I believe he gave the dog a treat or whatever the case may be, and the lady starts flipping out. She starts flipping out of the fact that feel me, he this black man had gave her dog uh, a treat or whatever the case may be. But honestly, that's your fault why your dog even ran out of your fucking premises anyway. But she goes out her way to talking about, hey, I'm gonna call the police. You're threatening me, this, that, and the third. And the part that fucked me up was the fact that when she called the police, she put on a whole different act you feel me she really called like she really called these motherfuckers like this nigga was out here strangling her some shit Mm -hmm. and honestly that part of the video didn't affect me at first because when i first saw the video people for the people who do know me they know i'm a dog lover uh my dog i had a german chef i had german chefs my whole life my uh recent one just recently passed a month ago and yeah you feel me like dogs really hold something dear to my heart and when i was watching this video 
while this lady was calling the cops on this man for threatening her and her dog, she's literally strangling her fucking dog, yo. Strangling her dog. Because, mm. mind you, the dog wasn't on the leash. She was holding the dog by a collar, you feel me? Like, lifting the dog up, just standing third. The dog was just trying to breathe, and it was literally getting strangled by this bitch. And uh, by the grace of God, they end up, uh, I think it was Peter or whoever, they, they wind up taking the dog from her, feel me? which is well-deserved. And they even asked her, like, yo, what was your whole purpose of doing this? And then this bitch was all like, yeah, I'm going to call her a bitch because that's what she is. Um, she was all like, uh, you feel me? It was just, I didn't mean, I, I, I didn't really mean to do that, this, that, and the third. I wish I didn't do it. I mean, you're only saying that. You only feel regretful because you got caught, you feel me? Mm-hmm. It's the only reason why. If this was 1920, this had been another uh, Emmett Till. So, um, this is just another story of Emmett Till. For those who don't know who Emmett Till is, Emmett Till was a young 14-year-old African-American boy who was from Chicago, and he was lynched in Mississippi. It was actually Mississippi and not Missouri. Uh, for allegedly offending a white woman at a, at a family grocery store. So, mind you, uh, the story that I told was the little boy was only whistling. For me, he was whistling a favorite tune of his, and the white woman just took that as offense. For me, she just didn't like him. You know, it's the 1950s. So she took it upon herself to go tell her own peers, and they took it upon themselves to bring the law to him. And they wound up lynching him, they shot him, they strangled him, and they threw him in a river. And they didn't find his body till like a, oh, it was like a week or two later. And by that time, feel me, his whole body imploded, feel me, because after three days, your body started decaying. So what Emmett Till's mother did was, at the funeral, it was an open casket, because she wanted the world to see what these people did to her son. And she wanted that to... Um, to pretty much symbolize, like, feel me, what's going on in in, in a racist America. And, yeah, that right there, feel me, that phone call, going back to the phone call, that phone call could have been the next Emmett Till, feel me? That phone call could have been George Floyd, you feel me? And, like, I'm so upset at the fact that it's like, why do y'all hate us, feel me? Why do y'all hate us? What did we do to y'all for y'all to hate us? Like, is it really hate, or do y'all just envy us that much that y'all want to eradicate us? I think it's I think it's more like uh, upon the area of like a lot of envy, um, history. We are powerful people. We we do things in society, especially like uh, the Egyptian times. You feel me? We always been knowledgeable, uh, royalty, respectful of ourselves. Like we've always been strong people, and that scares the crap out of people. Especially like when we're together. That, that that just scares people alone. Like, if they see a group of us, automatically. What, instead of, in, instead of just minding your business and going about your day, um, they, they judge. They look at you, and they want to think the worst about you. Wish the worst on you. Because just like in a normal... Alright, and I just want to hit y'all off with this one last note. Um, I'm going to hit y'all with this, with this um, fond ass juxtaposition that I came up with um, for those who aren't listening in the back um, let me just explain y'all to some National Geographic type shit right now um, it, what I believe is that uh, the European people white people, whatever you want to call them I feel as though they look at all black people as spiders and why I use spiders is because uh, what I'm about to hit you with right now listen right there are 10,000 different species of spiders right I'm going to say it one more time. There are 10,000 different species of spiders. But yet, only 20 species, only 20, 20 species out of that 10,000 species are poisonous enough that can kill off a a human being. But when you look at a spider, and this is for anybody, when you look at a spider, the first thing that comes to mind is, I got to kill this damn spider before it gets in my kitchen. I got to kill this damn spider before it bites me, before it bites my kids, before it affects my pets. I got to bite, I got to kill this damn spider before it wreaks any havoc wherever I'm the fuck I'm at. You can be walking down the street, you see a spider, you're going to step on this shit. You feel me? And I feel as though that's how they look at us. They look at us as spiders because, feel me, we're disgusting. In their eyes, they believe we're disgusting. We're not, we're not, we're built funny. You feel me? We're not, we don't look apart, we don't look apart from everybody else because of the fact that our features are different. And, and this shit is sad. You feel me? But, once again, going back to what I'm saying, and those, those 20 venomous spiders that the people do try to socialize this as, you feel me? Okay, I understand. You you look at the fucking O.J. Simpsons, or you look at the D.C. Sniper, and yeah, okay, yeah, they are some wrongdoing people. Everybody's not fucking perfect, you feel me? You're going to have one bad apple out the bunch. 
but don't look at that one bad apple as the fucking apple tree. You feel me? So that's just a little, that's just a little life lesson I want to give to y'all. Um, this is some really good conversations that we had. Um, I'm, I'm glad I got this off my chest. Uh, I wish we could talk more, but you know, the time is low-key running out. <laughs> um, other than that, how's everybody feeling right now? Hmm. Emotional. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I'm. I'm not okay. To be yeah. honest with you, I'm not okay. I I probably won't be okay until like some till till I start seeing real changes. And I guess that's just the the adult thing that I have to live with that we have to live with right now. Yeah. Because it's just a part of life. Every every civilization has their trial and error. Uh, I believe right now we can either choose to to do so many different things, but uh, let's start really choosing to do the right thing by each other, by society, and keep being honest. Thank you, everybody, for everybody today who who spoke today, and y'all were just straight up honest because it's hard to stand up. It's not easy standing up and talking about these things. Uh, But, um, yeah, I'm not going to be okay until until like i see some real changes um going on it's hard to be happy right now and focus if uh if if this is our narrative if this is our situation yeah and and speaking of doing the right thing um it's a very iconic film called do the right thing by spike lee that i feel as though everybody should go watch if you haven't watched it and the reason why i'm telling you go watch it because it plays a very important role in what's going on it's playing a very important role what's going on in, in our country right now but um, yeah, I don't want to be you guys in you guys' ears too long. Um, thank you guys for, for tuning in to another segment of Around the Room. Um, my, last, my last little words for you guys for the day. Uh, I understand these are unprecedented times that we're living in right now. But you feel me? What I could tell you is just to, just to keep your chin up high. You feel me? Whatever's meant is meant. Just take it on the chin and keep your prayers up high. You feel me? And, you know, just have God on your side. Whether you do believe in God, you believe in Allah, you feel me, Mookie Mookie or Madara, you feel me, you know, keep them in your prayers, you feel me. And, you know, days will get better. It can never get darker than midnight. And I understand this is the darkest hour, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll eventually get to the light. Yeah, and I understand, like, um, there's a quote that I always live by, it can never get darker than midnight. But, and I understand this is the darkest hour, but, you feel me, the light will shine eventually. Just keep your heads up. Like I said, whatever is meant is meant. You got to take it on the chin. But I'm, I don't want to be in you guys' ears too long. Feel me? Thank you guys for listening to the end. Um, I'll give y'all a special surprise with words of wisdom. I just want you guys to stay blessed. Feel me? Have a good day. Drink some water. Feel me? Sit down, breathe, relax, stretch. Do what you got to do to clear your, clear your mind because, you know, mental health is still a very important thing, even with all this uh, calamity that's going on. So I just want to say thank you guys. Um, good morning, good evening, good night. Whatever time of the day you listen to this, I just want you to have a safe and blessed day. You know, it, it keep moving forward. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Peace out.